Abalo's podcast experiment, and I am Chris Abalo. Welcome to the show. Broadcasting live, as always, at skidrowstudios.com, Mondays at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And joining me, my favorite, because he's in the room with me, and yours, John Karunas. Hey, guys, what's going on? It's JK, but it's no joke. <laughs> That's going to be my new sign-on. And that sets us up for the next 58 minutes. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, uh, one thing John and I love, audible.com, the internet's leading provider of digital audiobooks with over 180,000 downloadable titles. They have everything you could be looking for. Titles across all genres. Um, I'm actually re-listening to, I've listened to it at least twice before, Shut Up, Stop Whining, and Get a Life by one of my favorite speakers, Larry Wingett. And uh, I, it's one of those books that I, I enjoyed so much. I got the audiobook first. And then I thought, okay, there's a lot of good stuff in here that I want to retain uh, or write down or sometimes, as much as I like listening to things because it's less work than reading. No, no. Sometimes I like to actually read stuff and then it absorbs, it better absorbs. So for, for something like this, which is a, a, a guy to getting and keeping things together, I thought, I'm going to get this book too. So yeah, on the third listen, and uh, I've read it as well. So I definitely recommend that. And you can get that and, well, or a bunch of other titles from audible.com for free. All you need to do is go to audibletrial.com slash cape and get yourself a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial. So you can try out Audible, check out their service, see what it's all about. I listen all the time on my smartphone. That's uh, my preferred version, actually. Uh, listen to audiobooks. I love listening to it on my Android. So audibletrial.com slash cape. Get a book for yourself and uh, check out their service and show a little love to our sponsor. And uh, lots of stuff in the works. There's going to be some announcements next week. Nothing too drastic. But uh, not like, like uh, the host is being replaced, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> like, I thought it was going to be like, you know, nothing too drastic. I'm going to be a dad, but, you know, it's nothing too crazy. <laughs> no, no, uh, definitely not. <laughs> but no, nothing like I'm being replaced. Yeah, my sister's going to step in and take over the show. So it's going to be Kate, but it's going right. to be Carol Abalo's podcast experiment. Changes Easy the dynamic transition. a little bit. Yeah. So you, <laughs> you all won't know. You can still subscribe to the same thing, but. It's not going to be me. No, no sweeping uh, major transitions or anything. But uh, some good stuff. There's been a lot of things in the works. So it's nice that stuff comes together. I don't, until things are, I was going to say on paper, but nothing's on paper anymore. 
But uh, as soon as things are uh, set in stone, that doesn't happen either. But regardless, choose your metaphor. As soon as things are, are definite, that's when I like talking about them. So uh, some stuff to talk about next week because it's uh, basically done. <laughs> and the final version of all the details will be told to you all next week. Um, really quickly, I uh, want to mention something that I think is really, really cool. Uh, as many of you might know, probably know, or maybe not, uh, President Barack Obama was on WTF with Mark Marin today. Episode was released today. And I thought it was great. Um, I'm not a political person necessarily, but I think it's the fact that the president is doing an hour of long form conversation on a podcast further, legitima ah, further legitimizes what I do, what we do, uh, what many do, because it's something that's uh, still... It's funny because podcasting is more of a mainstream format than it was even two, three years ago because you got like, you know, Kathy Lee Gifford has her own podcast. Shaq just launched a podcast. I mean, dude, Stone Cold Steve Austin has a podcast. A shit ton of wrestlers have podcasts now. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's become fairly commonplace. And I truly believe, as I've said before, I believe there's room for everybody because listeners have all different tastes. So no matter what you're into, there's a show or a bunch of shows for you. And, um, while something, uh, with the, well, the leader of the, the free world, uh, commander-in-chief, et cetera, if he shows up on a podcast, I think just further legitimizes the medium. And I did listen to it today, and I enjoyed it. And I have to give the president a lot of credit because in an era, I think now more than ever, when politicians speak in sound bites and everything's just quick hits to kind of answer a question but not really answer, you hear a lot of things said uh, among politicians like, I'm not against it. So are you for it? I didn't say that. Okay. Thank You're you basically saying nothing. Uh, I like that he had a, a long-form discussion, which was uh, an hour. And it's, you know, he's, of course, being measured and, yeah. and being very uh, succinct with his responses. And there's ums and uhs and pauses because he, same thing like we do here. You know, it's, sure. it's, very, it's a very candid conversation. Plus, especially with thing like Mark Maron, like, that's a hugely popular podcast. Oh, yeah. He's, that's, that's a big-time podcast, yeah, dude. top five for sure. Yeah. And uh, Didn't it's his podcast get. spawn a show, Marin like... The popularity of that is basically what got his TV show greenlit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's well, a he... really followed guy. <laughs> That's cool. No, yeah, it's it's amazing, and it's such a huge... What a huge get. So yeah. it's congratulations to him, of course, and I enjoyed the show, and um, it was good. I mean, as we all know, it's going to be met with a fair and balanced response from the internet community because of how measured people are with their comments. Right. Um, I'm sure it's going to get picked apart. Uh, one, because it's going to be, you know, Mark Barron used to be on um, left-wing radio station, um, but he's a journalist. Or he's not a journalist. He's a comedian. Yep. So it doesn't need to be a real hard-hitting conversation. Right? It's just an hour with a president who... I know people don't like humanizing, especially the president. They want somebody who will just get shit done. I understand that point of view, but the president is a human being. The government's made up of human beings. And it's nice to be reminded of that from time to time. Exactly. I think so. And, and I'm with you. So um, I did listen to it today. Certainly check it out, uh, regardless of, of what side you're on, if you just want to hear a, a human side of the man. And uh, again, I'm just happy that, you know, it's, it's almost like, um, maybe not as, <laughs> maybe not as watershed or, uh, possibly even in a better light. Like when Clinton went on MTV 20 odd years With ago, Hall. yeah. And play the sax and play the saxophone for you, which don't get me wrong. <laughs> I think is one of the coolest things of all time. Dude, that's incredible. It was cool. I mean, people it's say reaching, it's reaching the different, it's reaching today's audience. When Clinton needed today's audience, he went on Arsenio Hall's show totally. and played a sax. And that's like, if you want to reach the current 
I, I mean, like, I don't know how you want to use this term, but like the current in the know intelligent people, like those are the kind of people that are listening to Marin. Like that's, yeah, it's, it makes sense. It's, it's a, it's a smart move. Yeah. It's, it's how you're reaching the audience that, and also in a way where it's not going through somebody else's filter. Right. Because stuff, you know, speeches, et cetera, they'll clip certain things. I mean, it'll probably ultimately happen with this too, in the name of quote unquote journalism. Of course. But at least there's, there's the context of a, of an hour long conversation. So, you know, and, and it's not and all, it's not all serious. conversation where they could just talk uninterrupted for right. an hour. Yeah. yeah. And up to date, by the way, it was recorded as um, Mark Mayer mentioned the intro, recorded last Friday cool. and just went up today. So it's fresh and includes a lot of references to uh, things going on right now, yeah. including uh, the recent tragedy in, in Charleston, which I, I'm only, <laughs> the intro song, I'm just having a little bit of fun with uh, my Southern friends and fans. Because it's just, uh, you know, the South's too fat to rise again. It's just a joke about this Confederate flag nonsense, that's all. It's like, you know, because people, people are pissed as they're going to be. And not to take it into a serious area, I'm just having a bit of fun because of the, <laughs> the, the Confederate flag debate which is going on separate, from, well, in part, but also separate from everything else. Of course. That's going on. <sighs> let's talk about some other stuff, John. Let's, let's, let's get a little sillier. <laughs> um, when you go shopping, which you do, mm -hmm. you're, you're a, you're a grown-ass man. I am. I think so. Yeah. Let's call it that. Biologically. Sure. Okay. Do you use self-checkout when you go out? Sometimes. It depends on what I'm doing. Can't self-checkout alcohol. Well, yeah, that's one of the drawbacks. Of so self out the window <laughs> on that one. Uh, no, I am I am definitely an advocate. So and only 30% of the time can you possibly 30, use self-checkout? If it's even 30%. Okay. Uh, no, but I, I, I am an advocate. Like, dude, if I go to Home Depot or something... And, uh, and the reason why I say this is because I just did that this past weekend. <laughs> uh, Home Depot were like Lowe's or the grocery store and you just have a couple of things. Dude, self-checkout all day. Hell yeah. Yeah. Plus, let's be real. It might be a juvenile thing, but I'm a big kid at heart. I like scanning my own stuff. <laughs> I like the whole like, oh, well, this is great. And then you put it in the bag. Dude, it's, I'm a kid. I like touching stuff. That sounds wrong, but... Well, you know what I mean. I'll bring it back to Shut up. we're men. We're simple to we're easily entertained. Yes. So we hear something go beep. We're like, <laughs> I did that. Yeah. I, I did that. We get, yeah. we get excited. We it's, made that thing go beep. It's true, dude. It's uh, it's all comes from a very juvenile yep. uh, standpoint. Yep. So I'm with you. Uh, the thing that bugs me, and I've noticed more and more of this, people like going to self-checkout because they're like, oh, I don't need to wait on some slow ca cashier. But you must have as I have seen the people who pull up with a full cart, I mean mm -hmm. a full shopping cart, and check it out themselves and are slow as can be. Of course. it's uh, That I don't get because a cashier who actually does that for, let's say, six to eight hours a day, several right. days a week, is going to be faster than your slow ass going, Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Plus, uh, you can't move, like once you put the stuff in the bag, uh, self-checkout, right? You put the stuff in the bag, you can't take the bag off of the tray. Yeah, because it's weighted. Exactly. So it's like, you're defeating the purpose. You're being <laughs> stupid right now. Yeah. If you have five things, if I went in to get a sandwich, a drink, and a roll of toilet paper, which so, happens often. You're right. So, entirely One too begets often, the other. Uh, no, dude, self-checkout to me is like the super express. Oh, yeah. It's like two items or less. I'm self-checking <laughs> out. Yeah. I don't understand why. If you if you have a full cart of stuff, let a professional handle it. <laughs> Do it. That's and what I was for. I was a cashier and cashier supervisor for ages. So I mean I'm pretty efficient anyway, but they're also foolproof. Right. 
If you're going through the handful of things. Foolproof. <laughs> you would think. Uh, they're mostly foolproof. Nothing's mostly. 100% mostly. foolproof. because I'll give you mostly. Fools will always. Fools run the world, always my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, we'll exceed there's your expectations. There's just yeah, we're drastically many. outnumbered. Yep. Um, something else is getting right. You know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> you know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> I saw for the first time uh, a new low for uh, humanity. Well, it was it was a man driving an SUV mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and stuck in his rear windshield was the baby on board sign, but it had the hangover baby on it. Okay. So I guess the guy thought, see, I'm not that kind of douche because it's a hangover baby and the hangover is <laughs> a cool movie. I hate to tell you, dude, you are that kind of douche because you still have a fucking baby on board sign in your rear windshield. You're with me, obviously. <laughs> That's really funny, actually. It's true. Like, the guy's it trying was, to be like, I'm not that guy. I'm cool. Your, no, you're not. I'd be like, guess who's got a baby on board, but it's baby Carlos from a super <laughs> funny movie with Zach Galifianakis. Exactly. Like, you're, yeah, you're you're no better, sir. Yeah, you're yeah. no better. <laughs> you still paid $4.99 for that stupid yep. sign, yep. and you're still displaying it in the back of your... That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> He crosses out baby and he just writes in good time, like, <laughs> good, time, a good on board. time on board here, pal. Just a cool single dude living his life. He starts crying. <laughs> he forgot to black, black out the baby. Right. He's like, oh, God damn it. Good time on board. No, no, not like that. That's Sets wonderful. off an Amber Alert. I, I um, feel like uh, you're, you're talking about that being a new low. I feel like I witness on a pretty much daily basis, I feel like I'm witnessing some guys just midlife crisis like every <laughs> single day around here it's insane well no, no like there is i'm talking about a specific example and i feel like i am seeing this guy's oh midlife crisis like right before my eyes Good. and he pulls he pulls into work he, he pulls into work in a in a brand spanking new maserati convertible hmm. and we're talking like this guy is is the white haired like he's he's got to be in it's got to be in his 60s, in his 11s. Yeah. It's got to be at least like in his 60s. And it's like this brand, which I realize is also past your midlife crisis, but maybe it's just now catching up. But recently divorced. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put and him in that this, category. It's this brand spanking new Maserati convertible, and he is blasting music, blasting music. But it's like he didn't quite get the memo because he's not blasting today's hits. It's not like he's got like Pitbull on full blast. We're talking ear piercing bleeding eardrums like my sherry I'm and it's like dude you can't <laughs> blast oldies to the point of making your ears bleed so yeah it doesn't like, work I, i'm watching i feel like i'm just watching this guy's life fall apart but he's like i still got it i still got it man it's just me and my abba zabba and my maserati it's like sir i don't know what your life is yeah but. you just want to leave a note on this car please stop Signed, everyone. Dot, dot, dot. You're not alone. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's more rampant around here because there's a lot of middle-aged guys walking around. It's like if you see them specifically in the um, the Ed Hardy clothing. I don't even. Oh, dude. It's like they're they're middle-aged. They have to be recently divorced. Yep. So, but they've made it in life. So they have more money than they did when they were 25 and better looking and, you know, a smaller waistline and more hair and all that other stuff. They still think they're that guy because they have money, which... Money will, I'm going to upset the women in Michigan control, but look, money will will add hair to a guy's head, will take years off his face, will change a missing tooth into a gap, which is one of my favorite Sinbad jokes. And uh, it's true, like money will offset a lot of things, but 
it, there's a point where it's like, okay, this is a recently divorced dude who now has some money and wants to act like he's younger than he is. I always look at that as just like, that's sad. But I see that around here because I think yeah. here it gets more of a pass than it would for the well, sake of comparison in sheer New Jersey. Numbers. It's a numbers game. There's just more of them. So like proportionally speaking, man, that's, that's it. But yeah, it, when you talk about that specific look, like the guys in the Ed Hardy stuff, I'm sorry. But if your T-shirt is shinier than your woman's hand or the jewelry that's on it. Uh-huh. You need to get your life together. Yeah. Uh, it's not okay, dude. It's yeah. not okay. Blinged up t-shirts are not cool. Or even no. worse, the jeans. Like the Affliction <laughs> jeans or what? I don't know if they make jeans or not. I just see the same logos on the same If you have to pay money, dudes. if, if uh, yeah, that, that comes down to like, you paid money for scuffed jeans. <laughs> you paid money for it. I dri- it drives me nuts. Like that that whole yeah, I'm with I you. can't I, oh. I can I can scuff up jeans just fine on my right, own. Right. I don't need to pay an extra eighty dollars right. to guests do it for me. But dude, they're true religions. Uh, please, please. What does that even mean? What what kind of name is that for a denim company? <laughs> Pants are my religion. I swear by my I swear by my denim. <laughs> that should be their tagline. That's yeah. No, I'm, I'm just not. I'm not. That should be my tagline. Yeah, right. right. I live in jeans. <laughs> I swear by my denim. I swear by my. De- I think that's the name of this my episode. My inseam knows me. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Can't or do it. Does it? Right. I think. And now, while, while we're on the, while we're in an angry place, um. Well, let me let and me know what's the deal. Let me know. Yeah. What's the deal with oranges? <laughs> anyway, why do they call them oranges? Um. <laughs> No, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little little bit more more brash than that. I can't stand, and I don't care if it's harsh, which it probably is. I can't stand the parking next to the handicap spaces, which is parent with child parking, because okay, here's here's my problem, not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm okay. not going to go so far as to call children a handicap. And Grant, I have, I have a couple of friends who have kids who say, well, you don't you don't understand. You don't have kids. Yeah, that's right. I don't yeah. understand. You're and I don't have kids. Correct. And I don't think because you forgot to silence your iPhone and a text message went off, scared your boyfriend, he blew it inside of you. Now you get to park closer than I do. No fair. No, that's bullshit. All right. You get to park closer than me now. Yeah. No. I'm only gonna play I'm only gonna play devil's advocate. Thanks. Think about, <laughs> think about all the shit that they have to put up with when they drive away from that parking spot that's right outside of Target. Think about that. Because you park 30 spots away. And you walk in past these people to park right there, and you're just like, giving them this. And they get back in that minivan, and that kid is throwing stuff around the car, and he's screaming. And all that mom is thinking about is like, I think I'm going to drive off the freeway today. <laughs> I think I'm just going to hit the embankment. <laughs> I'm going into Malibu Canyon right? while at you're like, 68 man. miles an hour. <laughs> while you're sitting there in Target like, man, the deals in here are outstanding. <laughs> I'm walking around looking at the new Peanuts merchandise for summer. I'm like, this is great. What? These DVDs are only $5? And now I'm she's, she's get them all. borderline homicidal. That's my only devil's advocate. Because I, I, I mean, like, yeah, it's kind of annoying. I <laughs> I mean, look, I have two good legs. I can walk, so I'm not coming down. I'm like, I should have that space. I just think putting that next to people who have a handicap is a little like, mm. And cue the special guest. Yes. I thought thought that those signs, me and Sherry thought those signs meant for expectant mothers. 
There, those are just as bad. So there's actually ones. There's those actually are t- ones for just annoying kids. Parent well, with it's, child. It's with child. I saw. And I think it's yeah. Like you're pulling up in the minivan and you've got kids in car seats. Like I think it's. I think it's both. It doesn't say there's a minimum or maximum. So if you have at least one kid. The clarification of this is is it cause a lot of problems. It causes a lot of problems (laughs) when I get a ticket for parking in that spot because I don't have a kid with me when I walk out. That's where the confusion is. I think it's, I think it's, it works both ways. I think it's women expecting children and I think it's women that have to also like if they have children in car seats, like infants or toddlers. Yes. And they've got, you know, uh, uh, what am I, baby Carriages. Mm-hmm. Now, what am I thinking of? Strollers. 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 Baby I'm just going to say, <laughs> you know, like, like or the bondage gear that the baby from the hangover was I tied really up in. I wanted to say the word bassinet, but I don't think that's a thing anymore. I don't know if it's but, a thing. Uh, you know, I digress. can't say I've kept up on it. I digress. <laughs> I think we're both right. I think we're. I think we're talking about the exact. There, there same is. Thing. There are expectant mother spots too. I, I do have. I. I do have an opinion about that though. Shoot. Because aren't expected mothers supposed to walk? <laughs> oh, I'm with you. Snap. And that's a woman. <laughs> so tweet your hate mail to. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't have a Twitter. No, I, I'm with you. Well, the funny thing is, I, I always laugh when I see a to walk? pregnant women always complain about their back, and then they're all walking around in flip-flops, which to me is kind of like, well, you should be wearing, get a pair of New Balances. Get a pair of fit-flops. Get a, yeah, fit-flops. Get those sneakers Joe Namath wears, or Joe Montana wears, yeah, those Skechers that'll Skechers. shape your calves yeah, or something. Right? Where are those? Not flip flops. I've never walked better in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Joe Montana. Uh, Piece of foam board with like a strap. She, I like how she just chimed in and just mic dropped, like, aren't you supposed to walk? Yeah. Thank you, Cheyenne. You get an applause for that. Yes. I approve. I do too. Cheyenne Hayes, our engineer, everybody, who's joined by Sherry Bass, who you all know from every week that John's not here, pretty much. <laughs> Sherry. Uh, so that's one of my things. Another issue I had, this has all happened within like the last week and Go. within a short amount of time. Lay it on me. The petitions outside of stores. That's rampant here. I've never been anywhere else where every time you go in and out of a store, there's somebody standing outside with a clipboard, some dick standing there. Well, actually, no, it's not even a guy. It's usually a cute blonde, which because where I'm a guy and I'm stupid. I'm immediately like, oh, she said hi to me, pretty. So I listen to whatever she has to say anyway. <laughs> she wants so, me to sign a paper. It's going to happen. Hi, how are you? <laughs> huh? Yeah. <laughs> Is your number on here, honey? No. What? Right. Green initiative. Get away. Although I have a pickup line for you right now, man. You should be like, wait on me. I'm going to give you my support. I think the least you could do is give me your number. Oh, Sherry's just cringing in the booth like, oh. We should be charging for this show. <laughs> the uh, right? That's good. <laughs> that's terrible. I just made that up special for you, sir. <laughs> right now. Right now. You've had that chamber since January, no. and you just finally have the space to say it. I've got a couple of really funny ones. To, well, let's let's take a break from my anger and go on. I have this more thoughts on the petition funny. people. Petition people because. You got a girl, and you might have you heard some of these. Sherry, you might have heard some of these. Cheyenne might have heard some of these. You go up to a girl, you should be like, feel this shirt. And they rub, they rub the shirt and be like, you know what that is? What? Boyfriend material. <laughs> that's, you and I both know that that's funny. That's hilarious. Here's my, here's my favorite one, though. Here's my favorite one. And I also want you to know that I've never actually put this into use. But in the back of my head, I'm like, God, that is gold. That is gold. And you're just giving it away right, right? here. So say, say Chris and I are at the bar. Say we're at the club, you know? 
say we're at the local when are we not P- but piggly wiggly or wherever wherever you are <laughs> and say we see sherry across the bar right and obviously we're talking and making eye contact with her and she's noticing that we're talking and making eye contact with her so then i finally go over to her right i go over and i i make nice with sherry and i say hey um do you see my buddy over there in the uh in the black shirt she'd be like mm, yeah like he wants to know if uh, you think i'm cute <laughs> oh. oh, that got two laughs. Yeah. We heard that the through the soundproof glass. The laughed at that. That's, that's, that's 100% dude, approval that's val- rating. That's validation. I think so. Validation. It's good, I mean, right? It's going to work. It's good. <laughs> Sherry that is, loves it. Sherry man. loves it. Spinning gold Now, here let's get back to the anger. The yeah. Yeah. Petition ooh, people. Ooh, ooh. Petition people. No, I, but you know what I'm talking about, the people standing outside. No, I it just, used to be because it's usually for, oh, first of all, I want to start a task force. To find out how many of these petitions where people stand outside stores. I want to know how many of them actually have success. And I mean that seriously. Because it seems like almost every store, whether it's a grocery store or it's Best Buy or Target's pretty good about shooing people away. Um, But overall, most of the stores I go where someone's waiting outside with a clipboard. And even if there are two entrances, they're planted at every one. Of course. Of course. And But see, it used to be, especially out here, which is dare I say, more environmentally conscious out here. Or there, there's more of, um, there are greater numbers of people who try to be green or environmentally oriented. Right. There's a lot of that out uh, in Southern California. It used to be you could spot those guys because it'd be a dude with a clipboard who has a beard and is wearing flip-flops. But in 2015's America, every dude has a beard and is wearing flip-flops. So you can't even spot the guy right. who's going to... Uh, going to hit you up he for a signature. Out, like hey, like, hey, you got two minutes from Mother Earth, this. brother? Nope. Oh, Let's walk away. You know what the, I keep going. Because yeah. what are they going to do? Evict me off the planet? No. Yeah. No. It's, uh, okay, so from, in my experience, it's not even so much in the st- uh, outside of stores. It's worse in the malls. Oh, yes. In the malls. Dude, that bottom floor of a mall is just a trap, and I feel like I'm walking around a touristy city in Mexico and they're trying to get me to come into their store to or buy chiclets a, yeah, to buy chiclets or buy the little wooden turtles in the <laughs> um, but it's like oh, you, those, you just walk those around Tijuana there. nights right no but like you you walk around and they're just I, I feel like in malls dude they're the people let me see your hands they're like mm-hmm. no no can't see my hands get away from me yeah here feel this I'm like what no no Get away. They shove stuff shoot. right in your face. They're joking shoot. about it right now in the booth. Go we're back really to hit, your kiosk. We're hitting home a lot today. Go I got to say. Go back to your kiosk. <laughs> Listen, Zag. Uh, yeah, that's, it, it I don't watch me, your knockoff sunglasses yeah. or your miracle creep. Get out of here. Get <laughs> your miracle. Your <laughs> snake oil. Right? <laughs> with your. Use with a nice your, modern term. With your body scrub from the Dead Sea. Get out of here. <laughs> Dead Sea cells. <laughs> well, what good are they going to do me? I'm alive. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Yeah, it's the malls. Just because it's blue, it doesn't mean it's from the ocean. I just bought a raspberry lollipop. It was blue. That's it. The malls are the worst, dude. Came from the Charms Factory. They're the worst. No, I'm with you. That bottom floor, yeah, you're right with all the kiosks. I I try to stay on the top floor or I'll I'll eye it from over the railing. I like we're we're strategizing like mall visits right now. You got to stay on the top floor. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, shoppers, you go down the back early to the food court, you get your Mongolian barbecue, you go back upstairs, (laughs) and then you leave. Yeah. And get hit up for samples. There you go. <laughs> I got to say, though, if I were 19 and uh, I were out here when I was 19, like you maybe were, I'd probably join up with one of these groups, too. Because from what I've seen, at least judging by the 
the clipboard holders I see by the store entrances, it's like five guys, or five women, rather, for every guy. So he's got a pretty good shot of rounding second base with at least one of them. So, like, I get it. It's like a friend of mine who, in, I think it was eighth grade, signed up for Home Ec, and I'm like, Home Ec, that glass is full of girls. He said, yeah, exactly. I was like, ah, oh, God, you're a oh genius. God, genius. That's brilliant. <laughs> and sure enough. Sir, what's it like in Mensa? <laughs> he was the only guy. He was. He was the only guy in that home class. I'm like, I should have done that. If I was here, I would have. Because it's like dudes who do um, like school plays and stuff. Mostly, mostly chicks. I did school plays. So you know what I'm talking about. Well, look, I know there are women watching (laughs) us, but just nod your head and agree with me. Um, Pick it back on my points. Okay, so on that point, what job did you have when you were 19? What did you do when you? What was 19 year old Chris like? (sighs) 19 was cashier. Cashier? Cashier. And right after I turned 20, I became um, lead cashier. Oh, snap. I know. Sounds fancier than it was. Dude, you get the special access yeah. codes. You get to get people change. <laughs> Hell yeah. I was actually, I was mostly. Um, you get to close people out. <laughs> not Well, not at that point because okay. um, lead cashier was kind of like a, um, a, a full-time position, like a guaranteed 40-hour kind okay. of thing. Um, but it was mostly merchandising because I did prior to um, to the job in that store, I had worked uh, in Old Navy my senior year of high school, one of the best years of my life. Um, not because working in Old Navy, because everything that surrounded senior year, um, which by the way, give or take a week, about 15 years since I graduated high school, folks. That's right. I graduated really? in 2000. So Good for you. where the fuck does the time go? Anyway, so 19-year-old Chris is <laughs> a distant memory. Um, you yeah, just, did I you had, say you graduated in 2007? What's that? Who said? What, one of them? No, I thought you did. What? Me? What year did you graduate? 2000. I thought you said 2007. I was like, that's... That oh. does did not I say 2007? No, you said 2000. Okay, wow. I thought so. Apparently I'm an idiot, so go <laughs> on with your story, Chris. <laughs> I'm like, I'm did I really? Am I that senile? No, you're good. I hope not. Okay. Just checking, because, see, I'm... <laughs> I, I question my my memory and my see? my brain to mouth connection enough. I'm just to keeping you on your toes, not, dude. Yep, apparently, I'm just keeping you on your toes and slowing the show at the same time. Eh. So to back up to what I was saying before, yep. um, no, I, I spent a lot of time at Old Navy um, merchandising mm-hmm. and doing shipment oriented work. So they kind of promoted me to full time, so I can merchandise the displays on the on the front end of the store, which was cool. Cool. So that's actually what I was doing. What were you doing? This is pre-hosting, right? This was pre-hosting. This was when... I keep threatening... I I don't know how often you listen when you're not on the show, but I keep threatening to show your hosting reel on the show. I have it, and I'm not going to do it, but I... Uh. Uh, no, you obviously know what? I'm, you don't. I'm proud of my hosting reel. I like my hosting. Well, it's, reel. On, it's actually quite funny, but it's on your YouTube channel. Yeah, I'm. I'm so not. You, I'm it not can be funny. It needs to be updated, but uh, I'm not embarrassed by it. Just you know, for for laughs, then rather than take up I don't know five and a half minutes on the show, well, we'll put it. Uh, if you check the Kate fifty five link at chrispaul.com, I'll embed it, and you can watch John's hosting reel because it's fun. he's he's good. I wouldn't be doing hey. it if it was like crazy embarrassing. Thanks, man. No, I'm not embarrassed by no, it. No, it was. It's good stuff. Uh, I had a great time doing all of the things that are on that. It just needs. Hmm. It just needs to be. Modernize. That's all. Well, feel free to use some clips from Chris Bell's podcast. Hey, I you'll, be, you'll be, you know, you'll be doing. Um, not there's any immediate plans, but yeah. Uh, FYI for anyone, because because people have said, when are you gonna take a break? Well, if I'm on the tr- inevitable trips home to New Jersey, um, I have put feelers out to some of the the regulars on here about filling in as host for the show. So if I'm not in California, or if for whatever reason I can't make it, the show will go on. See what I'm saying? So for the sake of padding and, and bringing your uh, hosting reel up to date, there you you go. Know, you'll be sitting in this chair. 
You'll have you'll be on the double chin cam. We'll see oof, how you like oof, it. Oof, oof, anyway, nineteen year old John. Uh, let's see, nineteen year old John was in college, and I was working. Let's see, because when I was in college, I was a full time student, so I wasn't working when I was in school. I would do odd jobs. Let's see, because that was. Hang on, I'm figuring out my timeline in my head. Okay, that would have been. Oh, After freshman year, so that would have been going into senior. Wow. And on that note, I remember my 19th birthday. But almost 10 years ago, your birthday's coming up in a few days. My birthday's on Friday. And you're going to be 29. Uh, 29. So, so we're going back I remember decade. my 19th birthday. If my brother is watching this right now, he <laughs> might also remember my 19th birthday, which was in San Diego. And it involved some despicable acts. But moving right along. We're coming back um, to that. Yeah, okay. Anyway, 19. Uh, so... 19, I was in school. When I wasn't in school, I was working construction. I would go home and I would work construction. That's funny. I briefly worked as a roofer when I was 19 before I got a job in the store. Yeah. yeah. It was a couple of weeks. The owner of the company wasn't reliable. We got paid once and uh, the guy who I got hired along with, we both quit. Nice. No, they, <laughs> they we did me, work and didn't get paid for it. So we're like, we're out of here. No, they, they let me come and go as I pleased, uh, which was cool. It's a really cool crew of just <laughs> characters. There was oh, Toothless Juan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, and these are, yeah, true stories, dude. Uh, there was Robert from MS-13. So good, good, good times. And, of course, their nickname for me was, uh, dude, I was just Wero because that's white boy in Spanish. Uh, that was my nickname. So I had a great time, but they would let me do like on my spring breaks or my, um, I'm sorry, my uh, Christmas break. And then oh, on my nice. summer breaks, I would go and I would do construction and then that was about it. Yeah, that's true because you were out here. So it's year round yeah. out here. It's not like my oldest brother in January also, exactly. in New Jersey like yeah. I did. My oldest brother also, uh, he runs his own, like he owns his own general contracting company. So I would work like oh, cool. jobs with him. So yeah, construction, school, and a party animal. That was it, man. <laughs> how many of there, how many of you are there? I'm the youngest Siblings. of four. Is it four? Yeah. Really? I yeah. know. I'm, I've, I've met your older sister. I'm it's aware me, you have a brother. Sister, brother, brother. All older? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm the baby, which apparently explains a lot about me. Really? Look, uh, uh, apparently. That's what Feel free I think I've used it on the show before. Well, I've used it publicly before anyway, but I always say my parents stopped at perfection. You feel free to use that as well. That's what my mom always said. <laughs> I, always said I, was like, I always wanted a little brother. I wanted somebody to mold to be the coolest person ever. And I would always ask my mom, like, I want a little brother. Hang She'd out in those like, parent with child right? spots and her you'll find one. But her cop outline was always like, once I got it right, I stopped. I was like, God, uh, that's such a good line. She chambered that for ages. <laughs> she She's did. Like, when he asked why we stopped, out of everything. I'm not going to tell her he was too much to handle. And we said, we're done. There you have it. There you have it. Yep. It's, it, now, because thinking about it, I've been reflecting on it. I actually have, um, feel free to follow me on social media at, uh, or I should say on uh, Instagram at Chris Sells Out and uh, on Twitter at Chris Abalo. And uh, John, hey, it's John K on Instagram. Hey, it's John K. Because we forgot to uh, plug that up top. But um, I actually have a picture from my graduation night that I'm going to be uh, uploading for Thursday or Friday. One of those days where you post old pictures. Uh, so I have one scanned and ready to go for this week because it is 15 years. And thinking about it, because we're talking about 19, old man talk. But it's crazy to think like we're talking about 10 years ago and you're yeah. like, that just happened. I it's feel weird, like it right? just happened. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I remember it like it was, I remember it like it was yesterday, but at the same time then it's like, man, but God, I'm going to be 29, <laughs> uh, which in the grand scheme of things is not, obviously is not very no, old in the grand scheme, but sitting on it from this side, it's like, yeah, I'm not a kid anymore. 
Mm. And it's I was I was reading something as somebody was talking about that. It was like you you in your head you're convinced that you're not that young until you hang out with people who are that young age, and then it's like you guys are idiots. <laughs> yes, and you don't uh, realize it at the time. You're too yeah. you're like in the eye of the storm, so you yeah. don't realize. It's like I don't think I was that stupid at that age. Uh, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, we probably were, but. Now, almost Probably. everybody is. No, Probably. they're shaking their heads now. They're like, no, you guys were fine. They didn't know us. But. No, my brother just turned 18 today. And he's an idiot? No. Is that what you're saying? Well, he is an idiot. But okay. It's like, I was <laughs> you're the older like, sister. In a loving way. I even cried last night because I was looking at his baby picture. <laughs> oh. Oh and God. I was like, where the fuck did the time go? What like, happened? I was just uh. like, I didn't have time to... To mold him like his own person now. I'm so and I sorry him. I failed you. <laughs> See, you didn't miss out, John. Everything. No, I hate him, but he's like, it's totally different than what I expected. Well, <laughs> yeah. And I, I had a really fun moment because my sister semi-recently uh, just got engaged mm. to a dude who was actually younger than me really? by, by two years. And when that happened, I was like, I'm getting a little brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. It was pretty funny. In a way, that's right. yeah, that's yeah. kind of poetic. Uh, wow. Loved it. loved it. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, after all these years. <laughs> it's come to pass. I can't believe it. You know, actually, my um the, the funniest thing, it didn't really affect me when I turned 30. In the same way, you're like, like some of my friends who were younger than me and therefore stupid, were actually like expected to wake up on their 30th birthday and like my back hurts, you know, and stuff right. like that. Um and it won't, because there's no actual fa- it's completely it's 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 a it's social arbitrary. it's a social stereotype that like well you're thirty now like thirty doesn't mean what it used to mean because we're we're glorified children essentially <laughs> you and I sitting here now specifically no but um it it doesn't carry the same weight I think it once did just because socially things have changed but like it didn't bother me so much when I turned thirty it was just like I'm in a new decade okay it's been ten years since the last one you know well, it wasn't right, weird it was very right. logical but it was actually it was more strange. Um, cause I was, I mean, insert all the jokes you want, um, was back living with my parents at the time and they were more affected by me turning 30, their youngest turning 30 than I was. Like my, my mother was sitting there literally on my 30th birthday, not like she wasn't curled up in a ball and, and weeping or anything, but she was just like, where did the time go? Of course. Like our youngest child's 30. Like it just, right. it, it just kind of messed them up. We're like, wow, can you believe this much time has passed? But the times, the times have definitely changed, especially this like. Life expectancy is 100 years old now. Yeah. You know. So it's nothing. Uh, it's a blip yeah, right now. 40, 50 years ago, life life expectancy wasn't that long. So yeah. we're all expected to go the distance nowadays. So it's like, oh, you're you're 30. And I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I, because I feel that sitting on the side of it that I'm sitting on, but I talk to people who are in their 60s mm-hmm. and they say like, wait, how old are you? You're like, I'm 29. You're like, what a, yeah. what a baby. <laughs> yeah. You're like, dude. Like, I am. I'm not. I mean, baby that. Yeah. Like, I swear I'm not a kid. I act like it. But you think it's funny because there's a lot of, a lot of my, I mean, I even said that to, um, you know, friends of mine who are are 25 and I said, there's a lot of mileage between, you know, 25 and 33. You know, I mean, I'm inherently the same person, but a lot has happened. Yep. Or even between, you know, 21 to 25. Like, there are those blocks of time where it's just like there's so much growth that you don't really realize. My brother has a, a perfect analogy for it. It's like, imagine, okay, your your life is like a pie graph. Uh, and the younger you are, the bigger slice of pie each year is. You know, like when you're two, you cut the pie in half. Three ah. and thirds, four and fourths. And the older you get, 
each slice gets smaller and smaller and smaller mm-hmm. because you have to divide it evenly. And that's yeah. why it's like the years now, they just fly by, dude. I, oh, yeah. I, my birthday's on Friday. I My 28th birthday, I felt, was, was like a week ago. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, a year already yeah, went again. by. Damn, okay. We've known each other almost two years already. Can yeah. you believe that? Yeah. It went like, by quickly. Yeah. I remember talking to him on the corner. <laughs> of Yeah, we were working We were working on a production together doing yeah. audience wrangling. And um, just it, and it's funny to think, like, God, that was two years ago. Even the fact, it, it was kind of weird how fast it went because literally two weeks later, you were on this show in its original incarnation in my apartment. That's right. But it was like two weeks, like, we just hit it off. We're just in in touch. It was just like, why don't you come on? Let's talk about because I didn't know about the, you t- touched on the hosting thing for, for cruises, right, etc. Right, right. I said, well, come on, we'll talk about it. And we wrote a ton of bits, stuff we still need to put together. I still have a notebook <laughs> of stuff we wrote over a couple of uh, over a couple of meetings. I remember that. And yeah, uh, yeah stuff w- which we are going to produce. That's that's part of what's uh, happening kind of behind the scenes now. But um, yeah, it's it's crazy to think like even the last two years, I'm like, I've known you and Norman and Candace. Almost two years already. It's yep. it's just nuts to think about. Crazy. I met you guys in yeah in August of 2013, and we're almost there. I've been doing Crazy. this show here for five months. This is 55, so this is the 24th episode, 23rd episode. I've been doing it like I've been at Skid Row Studios for over five months already. It's crazy. I can't believe I'm doing this live show. Where I've racked does up a the lot of hours. Time go. And next week, something I'll touch on more, um, I'm sure, next Monday, which, by the way, John will be back along with Norman and Candace, and the long-teased erotica reading <laughs> performances will be happening. Also, <laughs> I've reread my my story from last time. I've reread it like a cool five times, and, and I can't get through without laughing it's my ass brilliant. off. I love it. All uh, the feedback I got, with the exception of the two squares in the room uh, who weren't crazy or did, I guess just didn't get the joke I guess they didn't um I, I got a tremendous response I got a lot of text messages from friends and and whatnot from the following day just like that was fucking genius so much so that and I, I told you about this but my friend Ryan who's getting married uh next April his ideal would be for me to bring you as my date to his wedding because <laughs> he wants to meet you <laughs> and I said I'm, I'm sure he'd consider it. I'm not above it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not above it. And I'm fine too. It's like we can go as just, you know, yeah. men and women go as friends to weddings all the time. And I can bring you as my date. And we can use the pickup lines. Yeah. Oh, could you imagine? That's the funny thing. We're both single. Du- you are, as far as I know, still single. Essentially, I mean, essentially, you're unattached. I, when it comes to paperwork, I'm still single. Yes. <laughs> I still file single. I can't believe we have not gone out whoring together. Like I would have expected by now, we would have gone See, to Vegas. We nineteen-year-old John would have been right there. <laughs> <laughs> nineteen-year-old Chris was working. Oh, yeah. but I'm kind of surprised. You would th- like being in a city. Like when I, I, I was, um, what was I when I moved back? I was 31 when I moved back here, and one of the it bears repeating. But one of the best lines my um, my friend Michael said to me when I came out here. I we met through through doing voiceover together, and uh, he's a few years older than me. And he said, oh, man, you're 31 and you're single and you're out here? I said, yeah. He's like, oh, man, you've got it made because you know what? You want to date a girl who's 22? It's okay. You want to date a woman who's 39? It's okay. He's <laughs> like, it's so wide open right for you. There. He's like, you're the perfect age to be in a city and single. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. And um, that's just kind of funny. Like, we have all these. I mean, it'd be, it's borderline 
night at the Roxbury level bad if you and I were actually to go out and do this. <laughs> Which is hilarious to me. It and that's would be, all I'm trying to it, do is make myself laugh, man. That's yeah, we're, we're in this for us. This <laughs> has nothing to do with that's uh, all that is. conquering the opposite sex. Uh, no, not at all. I'm just trying to get a good, cheap laugh out of it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking to get like, I'm looking to get yeah. laughs. I just, that's it. I realized that about myself a long time ago. It's like the only <laughs> thing I'm ever trying to do is make myself laugh. And it happens all the time. <laughs> That's my M.O., man. I, and I'm okay with that. Like, mm -hmm. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, I do that too. I crack myself up. I and crack people, myself people up. People think that's cheesy. They're like, oh, oh. laughing at your jokes. I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm in this for me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if you find it funny, bonus. But yeah. ultimately, I'm trying to make myself laugh. I, I had that conversation with my dad not too long ago. We were talking. I forget how it came up, but it was like, I, I told him, I was telling him about a conversation I was having with somebody else. It was like, so I said this and this and that, and I laughed. And my dad was like, you laugh at your own jokes a lot, don't you? I was like, yeah, <laughs> because I'm hilarious. I don't understand the disconnect here. Uh, yeah, I'm like, well, why would I not? <laughs> right? Dad, I'm That's the funniest the guy I know. Go on. <laughs> uh, That's the whole point. Yeah. If I didn't think it was funny, I wouldn't be telling you the story. That's why I respect Matt Stone and Trey Parker of South Park so much, because they talk about, like, when we do our thing, we are not concerned with making America laugh. Like, we're not trying to make people laugh. Like, we're just trying to make each other laugh. That's it. Yeah. And and in doing that, other people also find it funny, but that's not the purpose. They're like, we're just trying to crack each other up. That's yeah. all that is. That was the same ethos behind Monty Python. When yeah. they were making the show, they weren't, they didn't have an audience in mind. They were just what trying to make each other laugh. laugh. And look, yeah. yeah. That's it. And that's, and, and now with the, uh, the access to everything... You can do that. Everything's wildly available, and there's something, like I said earlier, there's something for everybody. It actually brings up a good question that I was asked yesterday because I didn't have a really good answer for it other than, than um, naming my taste. So I'll ask you. Hopefully you'll have a decent answer. What? How would you classify your sense of humor? Obviously, you Ooh. like puns, but that like that's a I tough like, I question. like puns, but that's not like... That's it, not the core. No, no, no. I do puns. That's just filler. That's, that's all that is. <laughs> Those I are quick hits. Yeah, I can't help puns because they, they just come immediately to my brain. Um, what I like, and I don't know, I, it's going to be tough to put into words. Uh, what I like is well-placed, intelligent, random humor. Uh, not to say, hey, kind of like expecting unexpected. I do not like physical comedy is like, it has its moments. It, for me, it has to be random. Like I did not see that coming and that's hilarious. Mm -hmm. uh, the best way that I can think to explain it is old school episodes of The Simpsons. We're talking seasons like one through four. Mm -hmm. They have random, super intelligent humor. Oh yeah. Um, uh, I think, Conan, they, I think they hit their stride like three to seven. Yeah. Like that was a real. Yeah, it's true. Anything like oh, season man. eight or prior is mm -hmm. is hilarious. Yeah, pretty much. Conan, I'm also a big advocate of Conan because he's got that random, like just super intelligent, quick wit. I'm going to say something random, super funny. Mm -hmm. uh, that, it's, I, and I don't know exactly how to describe it. That's a good question because I've never really been, it's never been posted that It's weird, that right? Way. Yeah. I, I mean like, like yeah, well-timed, well-placed, intelligent, random humor. It's funny because people get, I mean, humor's so subjective and comedians have, have said it. People in, um, frankly, the entertainment industry say it just like everyone's an expert on comedy because everybody has, everybody finds different things funny. My thing with when it comes to sense of humor, like, um, I'll pick, I'll pick an easy example, not for the sake of being contrary, just because it's, it's uh, an easy one. Like, I, I know you're a fan of Will Ferrell. Mm -hmm. I don't find Will Ferrell funny. And people like, not you, but friends of mine who just love everything he does, just say, I don't get, how do you not find it funny? And for me, 
it's supposed to be that reaction where you see something, it makes you laugh automatically. You've no control. Like it's it's involuntary. Right. It needs to have that kind of response for me instead of like you should find this funny and therefore I then find it funny. It needs to have that involuntary like wow I didn't expect that like that kind of thing you were right. talking about. Right. Where that's the stuff that makes me laugh. The stuff that kind of catches me off guard is gives me that involuntary laugh out loud response mm -hmm. because that's. That's that's what I'm looking for. Not yeah. you know, it's it's everyone could be all hipstery and sit back and just be like, that's cool. Yeah, but that's no, that's but what, not really enjoying really anything. A, yeah, what really gets a rise out of me? There's a show on uh, Adult Swim called Check It Out with Dr. Steve Brule, starring John C. Riley as Dr. Steve Brule, and yes. it's the most absurd but genius thing I've ever seen. And I say that to people, and then they watch it, and it's like you either get it or you don't. And that sounds so cliche. Like no, you either it's true. understand it or you don't. If you get it, you understand why it's one of the funniest things on TV because it's bad and random and funny and just a performance. Um, so check it out with Dr. Steve Brule is very much my sense of humor. And there's <laughs> one, and I always come back to this because it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen on a TV show. And it's one moment in The Simpsons. The Simpsons is just, they're, they're just done it all. With, with good, good yeah. comedy in the old seasons. But there's one moment that no matter what, without fail, every single time, it just destroys me. Like, I I just, I'm left in tears. And it's the episode, uh, it's it's Homer versus the Quickie Mart. And it's when he <laughs> goes to the Quickie Mart and he eats a bunch of bad food and Apu loses his job at the Quickie Mart. And so to make up for it, he goes to, like, live with the Simpsons and work in their home to, like, work off the debt. Mm -hmm. And it's when he does the song, uh, Who Needs the Quickie Mart? And it's, like, this big musical number. <laughs> and at the very end of it, Everybody of the Simpsons like has their own line where it's like, you know, like Bart, let's hurl a bricky Mart. They made that sicky Mart. And then it finally gets to Homer and he has one line and he botches the only line he has in the song. And it's like, let's hurl a bricky Mart. They made that sicky Mart. Their floors are sticky Mart. The quicky Mart is real. Dome, and he realizes like you had one line, you had to rhyme it, and you fucked it up. And that just every time I see it, I cry with laughter because mm -hmm. like that's funny to me. It's random, intelligent. Like that's just that's genius. That I get that. <laughs> that kind of randomness. Yeah. I recently um my sister was when we were younger, and I'm not really calling her out for it, but it was it was before there were adult cartoons or cartoons with cursing because I was eight when The Simpsons came on the air. And I would try to sneak and watch it because my parents wouldn't have approved. And it was new. So nobody knew how to, I mean, this is long before yeah. South Park or anything. And South Park took it to a, another level when it came to um, scaring the shit out of parents. Yeah. But um, my sister would be like, ah, mom, you know, Chris watching The Simpsons. So I essentially wasn't allowed to watch it. Um, and she never really was turned on to it until the FX marathon last year, or the FX, FXX marathon that right, was on right, last year. Right. Where they Every said, Simpsons ever. And it's, yeah, and it still is like five days a week, all Simpsons yeah. all the time. And uh, so she kind of caught up then, um, and I always told her she should go back, because her and I are huge fans of Futurama, which that's why when Futurama started, all the best writers from The Simpsons went and wrote that, yeah. which is why that was brilliant. Futurama, and, dude, uh, was amazing. I, I love that show I was show just talking so to much. somebody about Futurama. I love that show. And I could rewatch it. I, I, it. It has a little bit more of a place in my heart uh, than, than The Simpsons does. Okay. Not that The Simpsons isn't great, but I like the fantastical element where it's like this stuff, because it, it wouldn't happen. And you can Simpsons get away is, with more. You can get away with more in Futurama because yeah. it's, it's yeah, totally. Because it's not I like reality. Like dissecting the, reali like the yeah. reality of Futurama well, versus Simpsons The Simpsons. is a slice of life, whereas <laughs> right, Futurama right. is complete fiction. Um, or sounded like, um, what's the fucking guy who works in the comic shop on Simpsons? Where's yeah. Simpsons, <laughs> Simpsons, <laughs> Simpsons ever? <laughs> um, anyway, so she... 
She really got turned on, and now she she absolutely loves the show. But the thing that we watched it recently, and I hadn't seen it in years, and um, it's when uh, Lisa wants to go vegetarian, and the mm-hmm. "You Don't Make Friends with Salad" song just had us rolling with laughter. <laughs> and I hadn't seen that in so long. That Genius! I can't tell you how many we were just watching it on demand, and we kept running it back. We were making fools of ourselves laughing yep. at because it's so random that yeah, Lisa, you don't make friends with Salad. You don't make friends with Salad. And the, whole, <laughs> the family breaks into dance and just sing chants that. It's one of the funniest, most it's random genius. things. Yeah. That's that's why I that's why I love it. And it's just uh it's a bunch of things like that where it's like, God, I think what makes me laugh about it is not just the moment, but then to think about how much fun it must have been writing that. Like oh, yeah. I imagine a bunch of people in the writer's room just busting up like, Oh my God, do you and, and they're just and they're just talking about these things like, you know what would be hilarious? Uh the same the same kind of thing with um yeah, just imagining them them duking it out like when Homer when he's talking about being smart, like he, I, I forget exactly what goes down, but he like gets a degree of some or of some sort, and it's on the wall, and then the wall catches fire, and he has his back to it after he just hung his degree, and he's, <laughs> and he, I am so smart, S M R T, S M A R T, and he's like correct himself as the house is burning down behind him. It's mm-hmm. just like that must have just been so much fun to write, and I think that's what makes me laugh about it. It's like at the moment that's hilarious, but then to think about how how hard people had to have been laughing in the writers' room, just like dying, mm-hmm. and then the house is burning behind him. Like that'd be genius. <laughs> be great. I know. I see. I look as I've been especially lately. I've been writing a lot. I've been working on a lot of things, and and frankly, finishing a few things that I've, I've started. And um, I did do something recently, which I I submitted for consideration for. Something. Um, if nothing happens with it, there's no point in bringing it up. <laughs> but uh, it was essentially a scene, a beginning, middle, end uh, kind of scene, and actually sent it to Sherry, who thought it was really funny. And um, like I, a few moments where I phrased a few things, I was just like, that's funny. Like it's just that moment where you think, and like I'm not a comedian, you're not a comedian. It's so, like we don't, we don't sit and write material. Like none of this is written. We're just shooting the breeze back and forth. And um, it's just that moment where you're like, ah, that's funny. I can't believe I didn't think of that till now. Right. And you go in it. So I, I like having those moments kind of by myself. So the the writer's room thing makes me laugh where or I almost have like this exaggerated fantasy about it where you mm-hmm. think like it's a bunch of people trying to turn jokes that are sevens into jokes that are nines. Right. And just pitching back and forth and like kill. Like, and recently I've been rewatching Two and a Half Men, which I love for those first several seasons during the Charlie Sheen era. Sure. And I just look at it, I'm just like, God, Dad, can you imagine pitching these these jokes that are overall seriously off color? It's pretty shocking what they're able to get away with on that show when it came yeah. to a lot of the, the dirty jokes. But um, I think, God, could you imagine being the person who just like lobbed in that that crack? Right. Like that's, I'm wondering, like, do you think we'll get away with this? And then submitted it and shot. And, yeah, and we submitted it to S&P. And totally. A, right? And it's really like, uh, we prefer it if this, but uh, you get to keep the joke. <laughs> and we've been, well, you've been to sitcom tapings, right? Oh, yeah. I don't know what you've worked on. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you know, like, there, there are literally writers standing there, and if during the taping a joke doesn't land... They, they rewrite and they, they come up with variations. In the middle of it. It's like, well, yeah. that didn't go as planned. Huddle up. Let's try this. Yeah, that didn't get that response. Like I said, that involuntary response. Like, didn't get the laughs we expected it to. Let's rewrite and we'll rephrase it. And that happened. That's how sitcom tapes I've been to. It happened to the one sitcom I was in. It was, right. you know, and, and that's how it goes because they want to step it up. So there's always that part of me. It's like, I wonder if I could, like I said, as, as a writer, kind of have that fantasy of just like, I wonder if I can do that. Get in there and actually punch up a joke or like land a couple of those jokes. Not just, I mean, you can't do it every day. It's like, sure. you know, I, I have compared it to, um, frankly, I've compared podcasting to doing it too, where like it's to get in the baseball hall of fame. 
you got to hit one out of three. <laughs> so, yeah, and you're right. a Hall of Famer. So to do that with jokes, it's like I'm not expecting. Yeah, as much as I enjoy doing this show, I'm not like every episode is going to be memorable and you're all going to love it. I, I mean, I, I come in here prepared and and yeah. make with the funny on a weekly basis. But you know, I I certainly do want people to enjoy it. But I don't expect everything's going to be an absolute home run and people are going to be talking yeah. about There's it. There's a documentary Tuesday. with the the writers of Friends and they talk about that. It's like it's really hard to be funny all the time. Oh, totally. And they're like that's that's why the that's why these super popular shows have staffs of huge writers because oh, yeah. it's like you might be having a really unfunny day. That's yeah. why there are 13 other people here because if a couple of you are having bad days, the other people are there to compensate for your unfunniness. Yeah. And it's like you, you can't, it's so tough to be professionally funny nonstop and every joke is a 10. Like <laughs> yeah. that's, it's a weird, you know, it's, and tough. It, it's also a strange alchemy that even goes on where it's, the Daily Show is like 16 writers or something like yeah. that. And on top of writing, gathering that material and writing jokes about it, you have to have somebody like a Jon Stewart who can deliver it right. Of course. And make it funny. So it's like, it's it seriously is like alchemy, chemistry, whatever you want to call it, where all these stars need to line up. It all has to come together. And it's rare. And that's why a lot of stuff sucks because yeah. that doesn't always happen. Not because it's bad, but it just may not land because of a variety of factors. Sure. So like when you get something like The Daily Show, that, that'll run forever, um, even without, you know, John Stewart. It's like John Stewart for president. But for ages now, it's like, well, that's why, because it works. And But that's they have a huge staff because they're trying to build something that's, sure. that, that's that big, that's that consistently funny, that delivers five days a week. Yeah, so man. It's, it's a tough racket, but it's... I'd like. I'm, I'm with you. I'd love to do it. Yeah, somebody does. <sighs> do you have anything to plug? If you, I know you're you're busy, and we've been intending to do this for a long time. Do you have anything in the hopper? Anything completed? <sighs> if things, not, it's okay. Things coming up that I I guess I I shouldn't talk about yet. That's fine. Um, give you'll, it time. You'll be give on next time. week. And eh, give it time. Yeah, I'm regularly. Hey, okay. it's John K. Yeah, on Instagram. Follow him. Sure. Follow me on Instagram. You can join the other 250 people on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. I need more followers I wish I was now. better at social media, dude. I suck at it. <laughs> I do, too. Uh, I do, too. I'm no good at this. I do, yeah, that's why I brought someone in to help with the, the show social media. I'm uh, like, yeah. I don't like social media. I can't. Uh, I just can't handle it. Right. And I don't want to spend so much time on it. I'm not adept at it. Let me get a Generation Wire to handle it. <laughs> I'm, I'm it clueless. Pass it off. I forget. Um, but it's okay because I can I can host a show. So that's that's a skill I can put to use. There you go. And yeah, follow me on Twitter at uh, Chris Abalo and on Instagram at Chris Sells Out. And please like the show. Give the show five stars, by the way, everybody. There's, um, I keep saying it, but there's actually a weird, and just for the sake of um, clarity, there's some algorithm when it comes to your show getting recommended uh, on iTunes and it includes uh, new subscriptions plus ratings plus reviews and so forth. So I mention that every week because it's all part of spreading the word. You know, this isn't a seven-figure show <laughs> by any stretch. So um, you know, it's, it's not. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sorry. Wait a <laughs> you're second. You're like, wait. I've been asking for checks for five months, yeah. and you're telling me I this is why I haven't gotten any. Come yeah. on. <laughs> I've been putting you on this whole time. Um, yeah. So please. Rate the show five stars. We do appreciate it. Uh, subscribe to the show and spread the word. Spread the YouTube episodes around or, or share the iTunes link. Whatever. Just help spread the word. Uh, you can follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr at Cape Pod. And, of course, like the show on Facebook. Please give it the thumbs up. And uh, be back next week with uh, John. JK will be back next week along with Norman and Candice. And we'll be giving you all some erotica. And it'll be a good time. So... Look forward to that. 
And uh, always tune in 9 p.m. SkidRowStudios.com. And until next time, for John Karunas and Shine and Sherry, this is Chris Abalo, and this was yet another experiment. See you next week. Get her done.